Thanks for listening to the Faith Assembly podcast. If you're in the Orlando area, we hope you're able to join us for one of our services. Please check out faithassembly.org for more information or follow us on social media at faithORL. We hope this message will be an inspiration to help you find all that God has for your life. Enjoy the message. Hey, well, welcome to Fine Arts Night number two, if you know, you know. Um, Can we give it up for all of our incredible performances so far? So many awesome performances tonight. Listen, half the things that you just saw on the stage, I cannot do. Maybe not even half of them. And um, no, we have so many incredible students who have just been working so hard, uh, singing, dancing, uh, spoken words, short sermon, all these different categories. And um, if you got to be here this past Sunday, Pastor Sonia was kind of explaining uh, what's, what's going on next week. Next week, we're bringing 400 youth and young adults to Columbus, Ohio for fine arts. That's a lot of people. And um, pray for everyone who's going on that trip because that is a 20-hour bus ride last time I checked. Um, but it's going to be absolutely amazing. And um, we're going to have some more performances here in a minute, but um, I... I Let me introduce myself first. My name is Jake. I'm the middle school pastor here. And um, I want to just briefly share a word that I feel like God has has laid pretty heavy on my heart for you tonight. Um, And I don't have much time. So are you down if we just get right into it? Who wants to get into the word? Come on. That's what I like to hear. So we're going to be in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 tonight if you have your Bibles. If not, it's going to be on the screen behind me. Uh, This is what 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26 says. It says, brothers and sisters, consider your calling. I just want to take the next few minutes, and I just want to speak on that thought. Consider your calling. How often do you consider your calling? I know a lot of the times we hear that word calling, and we just think of students, right? But I believe that every single person in this room should and can be thinking about their calling right now. But let's start with students, right? If you're a student, maybe the question you're asking right now is, well, what is my calling, right? I remember that was just such a a buzzword when I was younger. Like, what is my calling? What is that deeper meaning, that deeper purpose for my life? Maybe if, if you're a young adult and hear the question, you might be asking is, well, am I, when am I going to step into my calling? Like maybe I know what my calling is, but when am I actually going to step into what God has called me to do or what he's called me to be? And maybe you're here and you're an adult, you've got a family, maybe you've got a job, and, and the question you're asking is, well, am I walking in my calling? Or, or did I miss my calling? So I think we're all considering our calling, and, and Paul's telling us to do that. Uh, I love fine arts. Listen, because I am a product of fine arts. Is anybody who, who used to do fine arts a blast from the past? Anybody raise your hand if you used to do fine arts? Right, fine arts, God changed my life through fine arts. But in fine arts, that's where I first started to really consider my calling, right? Everybody who's done it is probably nodding their head because you would agree, right? So I first started to consider my calling. And um, the thing is, I thought my calling changed every year. Like every single year, if I did a new category, that was my calling, right? Like 
The first year, I'll never forget, I walked into fine arts and um, I was a little bit thrown back because it was just me and my dad. Didn't really have a youth group, and I thought fine arts was just a drawing competition. So I brought my two-dimensional art. Uh, but at that moment, I was for sure like, God is calling me to be an artist. Like, he's calling me to be a painter. And then a couple years pass, I decide to do rap solo, rap groups. Of course, I'm thinking, well, surely God is calling me to be a rapper, right? Like, he's don't laugh. That's not nice. <laughs> God is calling me to be a rapper. And then I finally realized God was calling me to be a human videoist. I mean, like, you could not touch my Jesus facials. That was year one. Year two, um, I'm still a little bit bitter because my leader changed my role from being Jesus to being a rock. I don't know how much lower you could get to a rock. If you're a rock in a human video, just disregard what I'm saying. You still have a purpose, but... I'm like, how does that happen? I don't think that's my calling, but here's, here's what I'm trying to say. My calling kept changing, or at least that's what I, what I thought. And, um, but God really did change my life through fine arts. Uh, one of the ways that he changed my life was, uh, if you've ever been to fine arts, there's all these booths and all these colleges and these, um, you know, missions organizations trying to sell you on, on stuff. And um, it worked for me. I, I, there was a booth for Southeastern University. Has anybody gone to Southeastern University in Lakeland, Florida? So I, I was really intrigued by this booth, and, uh, you know, I decided to move from Cincinnati, Ohio to Lakeland, Florida to continue my education at Southeastern. And, and honestly, like, God wrecked my life at SAU. That, that's where I was water baptized. I was baptized in the spirit. That's where I met my wife, uh, Sydney Wilson. Not anymore, Wilson. Um, <laughs> But God changed my life there. And, and first of all, I, I, want, I don't want to go any further without uh, saying this because uh, did you know our campus is a regional campus for Southeastern University? That's a new thing. Um, and so if you are interested in continuing your education in, in any form, if you're wanting to be a pastor, if you just want to study uh, any sort of subject, this is a Southeastern regional campus. And I believe we just extended the deadline, what is it, August First, August 1st, so make sure you get on that. But I was at Southeastern, and, and that was where I really believed that, that God called me to be a pastor. I'll never forget, I was laying in my, my dorm room, and, and God gave me two dreams. One, I was preaching to 6th, 7th, and 8th graders, which scared me out of my mind. And then the other, I was writing a sermon. And I was so excited because I felt like this was really what God was calling me to do, but I was also a little bit confused because I was asking God, like, well, are you going to change my calling again? Like, is this, are you just constantly changing my calling? And I, I want to tell you today, if that's you, or you, maybe you're not sure about your calling, or you're not even sure what that means, here's the message I want to tell you today, is that you only have one true calling. You only have one true calling. And I believe every single person in this room has the same calling. And I want to dive a little bit deeper. We're going to dive into this passage because I believe Paul tells us what this calling is. So let's go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26. Let's continue. It says this. Brothers and sisters, consider your calling. 
Not many of you were wise from a human perspective. Not many of you were powerful. And not many of you were of noble birth. Now let's pause right there. Paul says, consider your calling. And then you think he's about to tell us our calling, right? Then he says, not many of you guys are wise. Not many of you are powerful. Let's just put it in, in your world for, for a second. Imagine if I were to come up to you after service and say, hey, I believe God has a calling on your life. You're not very smart. Um, you're not very gifted. And you're, you're a horrible leader. Um, God's got a calling on your life, right? How would you feel? You, you might be a little bit confused. You wouldn't know how to receive that. But that's what Paul's doing here. He's saying God's got a calling on your life. He's speaking to the church. But then he tells them all of the things that they're kind of inept at. Why is he doing that? Because I believe Paul's trying to illustrate something about your calling. Is that your calling, it has nothing to do with what you can or can't do. Your true primary calling. That's good news. Your calling, it, you don't have to have a calling. You don't have to be wise to have a calling. You don't have to have money to have a calling. Listen, your money, I mean, your calling, it's not about your career. Your calling, it's not affected by whether or not you get first, second, or third at nationals. It's not. Your calling has nothing to do with what you can or can't do. So if that's the case, first of all, our culture is all backwards if that's the case. But if that's the case, what is your calling all about? I think if we look at this passage, we have to look in the very beginning of this chapter. And Paul tells the church what their calling is really about. This is what he says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 2. He says, to the church of God in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus and called to be his holy people together with all those everywhere who call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Here's the, the calling that Paul wants us to consider, is that you are called to be his. Come on, you are called to be his. Before you ever lift a finger, you were called to be his. You're called to be, you're called to a who before you ever called to do. Before you ever had a career, before you ever had a dream, before you ever met your spouse, you had a calling on your life, and that calling was to belong to the one who created you. Listen, I was doing some research about the word calling. The word calling, it's mentioned 51 times in the New Testament. 46 of those times, it's referring to your relationship with Jesus. It's referring to salvation. It's referring to belonging to the one who made you. The other five times it talks about what you do with your life, the majority of your calling is simply about belonging to God, your relationship with him. And here's why that's significant. Because what you do with your life could change a million times. You could change your major five different times like I did. You could change your category of fine arts every single year. You can switch your job, and you can still have the same calling. Because your calling to be his is one that will never be changed. This is what Romans 
chapter 11, verse 29 says, it says, God never changes his mind about the people that he calls. His call on your life, it's, it's, it's irrevocable. You were called to belong to him before you ever lifted a finger. One of my favorite movies, it's a movie called Lion. And um, has anybody seen the movie Lion before? If you have, nobody's seen it. So I'm about to spoil it for all of you guys. Um, but you'll still want to watch it. It's a great movie. It's a movie called Lion, and it's a, a true story uh, about this boy. His name was Saru Briarly. And Saru, he grew up in this very rural uh, village in, in the middle of nowhere in India. And at five years old, uh, Saru, he was separated from his family. He accidentally got on a train. It took him 10,000 miles away. And he was so young, he didn't remember the name of the town he was from. He couldn't remember his mom's name. So he ended up uh, being put in an orphanage. And at five years old, this man, his name was Saru. He was adopted uh, by an Australian family, a very wealthy Australian family. And so he spent the next 25 years of his life in Tasmania, Australia. And, and it shows his life along the way. And it shows that he had a very good life. You know, the family that he was adopted into, they had money, they, they loved him, they really loved him. He got his degree, he ended up having a, a very stable career, he had a, a steady girlfriend, lots of friends and, and people around him, and yet there still was something missing. He felt, he felt empty, even though he was doing what maybe he thought he was supposed to do, and he had a great life. And there comes this moment in the movie where he starts having these dreams about his biological mother calling out his name over and over and over again. And he starts to realize that he needs to reconnect with his mother somehow. And he goes on this crazy search on, on Google, uh, Google Earth for 10,000 hours, eventually finds the place that he thinks he might be from, travels there to a small village called Ganeshtale, India. And sure enough, he walks in the village, he starts to recognize some things around him. He walks to the place that he thought might have been his home. And as he walks there, he sees his mother with her arms open wide, and she runs after him. Turns out she had been calling his name for 25 years. And she chose not to move. She chose to stay because she wanted to welcome him home whenever he returned. Listen, this is a picture of, of God and you. Today, I believe it's time to consider your calling. It's time to consider the voice that has been calling you home. It's time to consider the voice of the one that you belong to. The one that knew your name before you were even in your mother's womb. Because the reality is, a lot of us feel pretty empty. You can have your dream career. You can have your dream spouse. You could be doing what you really think you're supposed to do with your life and still feel empty unless you answer that call. Unless you realize that your one true calling in this life is to be in relationship with Jesus. And when you know that you're called to be His, Everything you do will have purpose. Man, when you know that your one true calling, you're walking in it, and that you're called to be his, the littlest things that you do 
will find such profound purpose in. The littlest things to the biggest things. And then you won't have to identify. Here's the thing. I really believe if you, if you walk up to a random stranger, you ask them to tell them about themselves. The first thing that they're going to tell you is what they do for a living. What if the first thing that you would say about yourself is, I'm a child of God. Like, that is my calling. If everything else fades away, if my job changes a million times, if I fail at fine arts, no matter what happens, my calling doesn't change because I'm called to be his. In just a moment, we're going to get to see a couple more performances, and, and we're going to have the students lead us in worship. But I don't want, to, I don't want you to miss this opportunity to not only consider your calling today, but to accept that calling. So if we could, I, no one's going to be looking around. Could you bow your heads and close your eyes in this place? I just want to give you that opportunity today and, and just kind of close this in prayer. But if you're in this place tonight and maybe you just came to watch a performance or two, or maybe you've been coming for a while, whatever it is, you don't have a relationship with Jesus. You've been trying to find meaning in this life, but it still feels like something's empty. It's because you haven't accepted that calling to belong to him. I hope you enjoyed listening to the Faith Assembly podcast. Thank you for joining us in pursuit of growing closer to Christ. Stay tuned for more messages released every week. God bless.